Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Uh, 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 Bell? Uh, yes. Life, uh, found a way. Indeed it did. Got a little Shatner in there. That was, that was unintentional. I have found out that life has found a way. Welcome to Panel to Screen, the most unnecessary podcast on the internet. That's right. It's two guys talking about movies, talking about comics, talking about comic book movies. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man. How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good on this birthday of America Eve. Yeah. yeah. You know who else's birthday it is? Who, whose birthday is that? My dog, Isley. Oh, really? Fourth yes, of July dog, huh? Out, yeah, man. On her birth certificate, it says she was born on the Fourth of July. So we uh, we had a little puppy pinata for her, and uh, and we invited a friend over with uh, with his dog, and let the dogs play around, and the kids play with the dogs is a lot of fun. Uh, and then we did, of course, all the traditional American barbecue stuff you do on the Fourth of July after that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not talking about independence from Britain. We're talking about independence from the good movie park. making oh oh tipping the bean can early on now tipping the bean can early on all right so first of all let's get this out of the way uh spoilers 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 spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. here there be spoilers and you've been warned spoilers spoilers all right yes the spoiler warning is out of the way we are talking of course about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, a, a missed opportunity. I thought they should have named it Jurassic World The Lost Park uh, to have a nice little uh, homage to what came before, but they ended up going in a completely different direction than I thought they would, and that's fine. Or is it? So let's talk about a little bit of context before talking about this movie. Uh, a long time ago, in a podcast not that far away from this one, uh, Bell and I reviewed the original Jurassic World. Yes, I said the original Jurassic World. Uh, and Bell and I found ourselves on opposite sides of the aisle. Now, this is not something that uh, has never happened. We often disagree uh, and, and respectfully do so from time to time. Uh, however, for whatever reason, Jurassic World was such a massive divide within our podcasting uh, friendship that we had that it ended up leading to a special episode. In fact, the topic of Jurassic World came up several times in, in subsequent reviews to the point where we had to have a no Jurassic World talking referendum that went into place until the epic panel to screen civil war an episode that was felt around the internet and of course even if you were not there to experience it at the time chances are you saw the headlines uh it, we went in deep and aired the grievances uh to the tune of taylor swift's bad blood and in fact it was but we got it all out we dealt with it 
Uh, only to discover later on that, yes, I would go on to purchase Jurassic World, which I very much enjoyed as a fantastic movie. Uh, and not only did I purchase it, I purchased it with Brogue's money. That's money that Bell helped. <laughs> I didn't know it was Brogue's money. That's oh, that it was it was Brogue's money. I bought it with our money, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a low blow. That's oh, that I I don't I don't know I don't I don't know if I can continue. I don't I All don't right. think that's wow. <laughs> So that's the context. I love Jurassic World. I thought it was nice homage. Bell, I mean, to say he hated it might be a little bit of a, an understatement. He was not a fan. No. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. The, the marketing material seemed to give away the movie up front. Uh, and there was a lot of eye rolls that were kind of felt around from some of the trailers, including myself. I was looking forward to the movie until I saw the trailers. I went in with pretty low expectations. That's where I was going into this movie. But how were you kind of walking into the theater? Where were your expectations at? Uh, my expectations are about at the center of the earth. Uh, if, if there, <laughs> if there is a place, uh, that is the lowest place in the universe, that is where they were. Um, the molten core of the earth where Chris Pratt is still rolling around from it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so you went in pretty low. Uh, here's the thing. I went into this movie, like I said, uh, low expectations. I, you know, good popcorn, fun time in the movie, but it was very much a kind of turn your brain off type of experience, which to some extent is unfortunate. I enjoy this franchise a lot, but let's get into it. Uh, first of all, Claire, um, I got to tell you, I think they should get bonus points for this. Uh, treating her shoes and her footwear as kind of the primary way to introduce her was, was I thought, a pretty pretty choice moment. The fact that we first see her uh, her heels first <laughs> made me happy. I, I, I just rolled my eyes at that because, I mean, no! you know, because there, there's like, right. I, I don't know. Was, there was a lot of criticism about it and everything. And, and it was just like, you know, hey, yeah, you know, screw you haters. She's <laughs> wearing no- flats now. No, no, no. So the way I saw it is, you know, because of the choice to run away from the T-Rex and in the stilettos and the high heels became such a such kind of an Internet meme unto itself. Uh, it makes sense that she would first be introduced wearing the heels. And then, of course, uh, when she steps onto uh, uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, rather, she is uh, wearing more traditional boots. And I liked that. That made me happy. Bell hated it because Bell is dead inside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Jurassic World, the first one, killed me. <laughs> it killed also, all hope and joy that I ever had. She went in a very similar direction to John Hammond. She went from capitalist to uh, naturalist or, or, or uh, I forget what, environmentalist in, uh, in less than a few years, uh, similar to John Hamm. Uh, although they didn't use that line, which they used in The Lost World. So, uh, you know, uh, kind of interesting there. She has become very much uh, all about these animals, man. She's she's a dino rights activist. She's got a, a ragtag team of millennials there to help out and uh, and get those dinos off the island. And, uh, man, she, she's been doing it uh, after a you know failed relationship with uh, Chris Pratt, which, you know, we've all been there. Where do you, what did you think about Claire overall? Uh, I mean... She was really I, I really felt like the entirety of the movie. The only reason she was there was for 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 plot purposes. Well, I mean, isn't that true of most movies? No, I mean, like, you know, if 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 the movie is about like a character or a character's arc or a character's growth, uh, you know, that's why that character is there. She was there because she needed to put her handprint on a thing. And that's the only reason why she was there. And I, I, I hear that. I hear that. And you're right. I mean, you know, the, the criticism of this, uh, the sequel franchise or, or whatever you want to call these, these uh, movies that we're watching right now is that the dinosaurs end up getting more character development uh, than the, the humans do. And that is true. And that continued on in this movie. 
Uh, I don't know if that's a, a good criticism or not. I, I think that they've, they've taken some different directions with uh, the Jurassic franchise that I'm not fully opposed to. Uh, however, I think some of the execution doesn't necessarily work out. I, I do. I did like her better. Like I liked her evolution in this, uh, in this movie a little bit more than what came before. And I realized that like a lot of people just saw her as the same bland character and did not see much change. You know, obviously she, she's very different in terms of what is driving her and, and what, uh, you know, she, she's had that almost that come to Jesus moment, right? Like she doesn't, she no longer sees the assets as assets. She sees them as animals. And I kind of saw her going on somewhat of like a, not necessarily redemption, but perhaps like penance uh, journey to try to make right what, you know, her actions were in the past and called out by the way about the fact that like, yeah, she's just as bad as the villain in terms of profiting off of, of the animals that she now professes to love so much. So uh, she felt like a different character in this movie. Uh, like you're right. You know, she, she's like the activist and stuff now, but I, I don't feel like we saw enough of a change in her in the last film to merit the change that, that we just kind of like jump into her being just different. And that just felt really, it just felt odd. It's like, okay, she's this new character, but we never really saw where that development come from, except for like, you know, a couple lines in the other movie where like helicopter pilot guy who crashed into the dome. Cause he's an idiot in the last movie. <laughs> Uh, was like, oh, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, that's the one line. She's like, okay, now she's completely different. Like she's not, she doesn't have any of those personality quirks that she had in the earlier movie about like, you know, repeating people's names and like being very finicky about time and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, she's yeah. totally she's, mellowed out. She's been through some traumatic stuff, man. That changes you. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. I just figured if I went through that scenario, I wouldn't be like all chill and mellow. I'd probably be a nervous wreck. Uh, since she started out as a nervous wreck and now she's just all like, you know, not anymore. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Of course, uh, apparently they did have a bit of a relationship, her and uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt, uh, we, we run into him. He's still Chris Pratt doing his Chris Pratt thing and is pretty much Chris Pratt for the rest of the movie. Um, he did have almost kind of like, especially later on in the movie when he's uh, uh, fighting, he, he, it seemed like all of a sudden we got Dwayne the Rock Chris Pratt up in here. Like, did you? Yeah, where did he learn martial arts? I know, right? Like, uh, you know, I get that he was like an animal trainer and everything else. Well, he was a former SEAL or something, right? Yeah, that does sound right. Okay, all right, fair enough. But still, like it did, all of a sudden I was like, it, it did feel like a, you know, a rock-esque role that I was kind of surprised to see Chris Pratt doing. You yeah. Know, pretty much the same. Yeah, no no change there. There's nothing really any special thing about him, really. Uh, not, 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 not especially. Um, he, you know, but he he was kind of the um, the action hero uh, archetype, which I know, Bell, you you are all about as many action heroes in the Jurassic franchise as possible. Yeah, because action heroes make. I mean, it depends on the movie. Like, if the movie's supposed to be like like Last Action Hero, for example, is a great movie mainly because it's like satirizes all of the uh, action hero genres and stuff like that. But like you know, it, it, the action heroes work in action hero movies, and this isn't really an action hero movie. Jurassic Park wasn't an action hero movie. And all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but I know. mean, like. The reality is, is that it's difficult to talk about these characters because, as you mentioned, Bal, they really are there more to serve the plot. This movie is about plot. In fact, you can make the argument that this movie exists to get to the end and almost talking about everything that comes before, you know, b- between the beginning and the ending is, is almost like, you know, d- does it even really matter? Because this movie exists to get to the end. And I think that's pretty much my main criticism of it as a whole. Um, you know, now throughout All I wanted was for it to get to the end so I could leave the theater. <laughs> <laughs> there were some cool concepts in here. Um, I, Twitter. you know, the, the whole, 
the whole concept of the volcano under the island, that is something that has been explored since as early as I want to say the lost world novelization. Um, you know, the, I think, uh, you know, many of the video games, like, you know, going below the park into the kind of volcanic underground, uh, that's actually powering it. That's, that's always been kind of an aspect of it. And so the idea it's, it's always been literally underneath the surface, no pun intended, uh, and so to have it actually brought forward into a major plot point makes sense. And I liked the fact that they used this to kind of validate Ian Malcolm, uh, you know, his basically his his charge since we since he first saw a dinosaur. And, and since that first dinner scene of him kind of explaining to them how they've you know irreparably damaged humankind and, and kind of the, the course of human history or just natural history, as it were. And so, you know, even though his moments were very brief and they were kind of in a Senate hearing, they seemed like a very sad validation of everything that he had said. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like his whole thing was like, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't be doing this and uh, bad things are going to happen. And he's just a prophet in that regard. And that, that he's absolutely right. Every single time they muck with this stuff, bad things happen. And, you know, yeah. And he provided a, you know, there was a couple of different arguments throughout this movie, which is also a really good concept. So you had the, you know, preservationists, like let's, let's get these dinosaurs, let's protect them. Let's get them into a new place where they're going to be protected. And, and that, that sort of mindset, uh, there is the, you know, well, yeah, they're, they're dinosaurs, they're animals, they're resources. Let's, let's utilize them as resources. Let's, you know, let's cash in, um, you know, let's, let's sell them off or, or whatever the, the mindset is. Uh, and then there's the, yeah, these dinosaurs don't need to exist. We're playing around with genetic power that we really shouldn't have access to. And, you know, to some extent, the, the equation is balancing itself out by them being eradicated by doing nothing. We're not doing anything wrong. We're just allowing the scenario to play out and it doesn't, cause any damage to human life. Whereas as Ian Malcolm kind of leaned in, any action we do take is going to irrevocably <laughs> have damage on human life. And so that kind of, you know, try argument that goes on, or at least the, that concept of the try argument going on again, I really like that concept. I don't know. Like Ian Malcolm's point about like, you know, not doing anything or whatever, like, but he, he was talking about the technology. Like, you know, he referenced the atom, uh, the atom bomb being created and how like that opened a, that was like a huge paradigm shift in technology and warfare and all these different things. And he's saying now that, you know, this genetic technology is, is the same kind of thing. And, uh, but the thing is like the dinosaurs aren't that technology. It's not like the dinosaurs an atom bomb, right? It, it's the scientists. No, it's like Henry it's the, Wu hmm. and, and, and it's the, it's the technology. It's the scientists behind it that, that are, that are, you know, responsible for that sort of paradigm shift. And so, you know, letting the dinosaurs down the Island doesn't make Henry Wu stop doing that. Like you would need, you know, uh, uh, resolutions through the UN to like not allow genetic manipulation like that. You know, that, that, that's how you stop that. Not letting dinosaurs explode on a volcano that mysteriously no, became you, active again. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, there's a, uh, there's layers to, to that conversation from that standpoint. Um, you know, and, and the, the dinosaurs, as you say, I mean, they're, they're more of a symbolic representation to the technology that's being utilized here as opposed to them themselves. But at the same time, I, I think they work as an avatar for that argument. Now, another thing that I thought was honestly kind of cool, the whole kind of uh, the auctioneering, the auctioning off of dinosaurs and kind of the underground, you know, uh, mafia, you know, whatever, you know, diplomats or whomever they are coming in and buying up uh, these animals that are kind of going through and and being auctioned off. I massive arms dealers and everything else. I thought that was really cool. I, I dug that concept. 
I don't know. It seemed to me like, you know, the guy was like, have you ever made $110 million on a Tuesday? And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about like Jeff Bezos and all these guys who's like, <laughs> yeah, those guys make $110 million like every, you know, other day. Why is selling dinosaurs? It doesn't sound like it's that. I mean, just go into arms dealing, like go into pharmaceuticals, go into like all these other <laughs> things that are way more profitable than like having these high risk animals. I don't know. It's just it's just the whole premise and concept is just ridiculous to me. I don't know, man. It's 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 the it's the technology of building building these dinosaurs, right? Like even even the Indo- you know Indominus Raptor, the I Raptor, uh, Aurora Bora Raptor. Like even that is kind of the proof case of what they can do in the future. And, you know, it's not just weapons, right? They even talk about like, you know, you can hunt them, you can keep them as pet. Like from their mindset or, or from our, you know, antagonist mindset, he's got access to these assets. You know what I mean? Like, like when it's all said and done, he's got a direct line here. He doesn't have a direct line into the pharmaceutical world. He doesn't have a direct line into the weapons manufacturing world. He's got a direct line into, you know, an endangered species that should not have even existed. That is like, you know, that's, that's, it's uh, supply and demand, right? Like super, super rare. Um, yeah. But I mean, he's also got like this old man's money that he could very easily <laughs> use his genetic technology that he has to corner the pharmaceutical market and make a cure for everything. <laughs> he don't want to do that, man. He wants to sell dinosaurs. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what is that spider-man <laughs> talking to uh <laughs> talking to uh 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 sauron right in uh in the in the in the savage lands he's like you know with this genetic technology you could cure cancer <laughs> and uh sauron's like i don't want to cure cancer i want to turn people into dinosaurs <laughs> exactly exactly yeah they were, pred- they were predicting jurassic world before uh <laughs> before it was even an idea yeah uh, so, so yeah so anyway all that to say i actually liked that concept um and utilizing that, they did kind of some interesting things. For example, with the young girl, you know, they they had a moment obvious that was kind of this obvious, maybe a little bit too much on the nose of like the the young princess in the tower with the dragon guarding her, uh, and then you know the the hero kind of coming and charging in to to fight. Um, I mean, I don't know. Did you did you get that thematic thing that was going when she was hiding in her bed? Uh, no, not really. I was kind of checked out at that point. Okay. Well, I, anyway, I, I maybe it's uh, you know maybe it's because I've been watching too many of these uh, old school cartoons lately. But yeah, no, I I got the whole you know princess in the tower and the dragon and yada yada yada. And I you know I didn't not like that. I I thought it was fine. I thought the idea of actually bringing in the fear factor to a more close intimate location was interesting because you did have you know the the dinosaur the Indoraptor. Um, you know, obviously he could go away, he could run out into the world and that's kind of a threat or he could stay here and attack, which is a threat. There's really, it's really difficult to kind of see where this goes, where it's not necessarily a threat. And so interesting concept, not necessarily the way I would have gone with it, but I'm not going to bash that. What kills this movie for me is that, let me finish with my, my one other concept that I actually really, really dig. And I think this has been more universally appreciated uh, of the movie holistically. And that is where the movie ends, or at least the, the the promise that the movie makes, which is that dinosaurs are off of the island and now into the ecosystem, and that we are now living in, quote, Jurassic World. Um, that as a concept, I really dig. And I think that's a cool way direction to take the franchise. And I think even like, you know, it, it shows 
I think it's been stated that like that's always been the desire of this new franchise is to get the dinosaurs out of the park and into the world. And so having the Jurassic Park reopen as Jurassic World is kind of a foreshadowing of what is to come. And I didn't see that going into the the movie, but now that I see it in practice, I'm like, oh, that that does that's kind of beautifully brilliant if it was executed properly. And that's really where it all comes down to. I don't think this movie was executed properly on any level. No, this is, absolutely I, not. I, I felt it was a huge disappointment. And again, I am somebody who was a fan of Jurassic World. But Bell, I'll let you hate on it before I get into my stuff. <laughs> Going into this, like watching it, every part that I hated, I, I, I was able to enjoy because I knew you would hate it so much. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole Jurassic World concept of like, oh, the dinosaurs are out in the in in, in the open. They, they were already out in the open. The the, the uh, pterosaurs burst out of the aviary and like were flying all over the place. And it didn't seem to be a big deal when the movie started. And now there's like 15, 20 dinosaurs who are out in this one localized area, and they're giant creatures that they're just going to get rid of and hunt and kill. It's it's like. The, the only thing you have to worry about would be the small ones because they'd be harder to track and find. But like these giant animals, I don't know, like like as a concept, sure. Yes, dinosaurs back in the world, but were it millions of dinosaurs? Maybe. But like, it's 12. She opens, yeah. what, eight cages, 12 cages, something like that? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not, just not it, even it's, like a two by two Noah's Ark situation. It was really more of like, you know, yeah, they can't even one. breathe. They're all females. Uh, uh, do you mean to tell me that a population (laughs) comprised entirely of females will clicks checkbox breed (laughs) you know to quote the only movie in this franchise that matters i don't know is the whole movie was frustrating like the the premise you know the the volcano exploding and like chris pratt surviving a pyroclastic flow and then this impenetrable freaking ball that it was so impenetrable in the first movie and then chris pratt just like cracks like unprise open the window with the freaking pocket knife and i mean he died like the the, the lava lava's really hot he burst in, in, into flames like just i don't know just everything was just poorly executed and not thought out at all but it, he's star lord he's 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 star lord Sure, if that was Star Lord, sure, by all means, absolutely, he'll like you know rocket jet his feet out of there and be gone. But like, it, I don't know, it just felt like it was written with crayon on construction paper. <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, where to begin? So I did not mind the OMG science of him surviving the lava. I knew that you would hate that. Like I knew all of that. That whole the, the, lava, like- the lava. You know, the lava was less. It's the pyroclastic flow. That's that. It, it, you know when it's coming down the side of the mountain right yeah 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 those things are incredibly dangerous like you know we're talking about like hundreds of miles an hour and hundreds of degrees of heat and he's just like enveloped in it and then like five seconds later he's like oh what's up guys not even singed not not even like missing eyebrows yeah 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 no i I knew that you'd hate that uh that that did not bother me as much um as as really what kind of came more down the line uh you know so the the guy that's not the hunter from the lost world, that's like the stupidest character ever. And there's a lot of stupid characters in this. Oh the yeah, you mean, like, you mean the guy that the minute you saw him is like, oh yeah, that guy's gonna turn like you know he's gonna turn on him and and betray yeah. them. Yeah, you could see his entire movie like happening, his entire storyline happening the, the second he comes on frame. He's gonna betray these people. He's gonna go uh, do something stupid, and you know he's gonna get eaten by a dinosaur. And that's yeah. literally exactly what happened. Um, so that guy was just the worst. And so like almost everything he did didn't really make any sense. Like you couldn't really logically see where he was going with any of, of his mindset. But I mean, again, he's just there to 
move the plot along. Um, you know, so the clone girl, um, which in my opinion was the most interesting thing about the film altogether. And they only spent five seconds talking about it. So I actually, I was kind of scratching my head cause they were doing the whole like secret parentage thing with her. And I was trying to figure out like, well, is she, you know, is she, um, Oh shoot. The, the girl from the first Jurassic park. Is it, is it her daughter? Is that, I knew it wasn't anyone from the first Jurassic Park, like because they had split. And the reason why I knew that was because John Hammond never at one point mentioned this other guy uh, because he didn't exist until they needed him for this movie. And so they they had to go ahead. Well, I I thought for a minute there because you're exactly right. You know, this dude was actually John Hammond's lover or something like that. And oh, and they made like they made it like he made a child for them and he got and Hammond got all pissed off or something. I thought that was going to be something like that or or like that the, the child, I, but, you know, not knowing that she was going to be a clone child. I thought that she was going to end up being the daughter of um, and I'm blanking on her name for some reason. It's like Max or something. Lex. Lex. Thank you. I thought she was going to be Lex's kid. And I was, I was like, okay, so if, if it's revealed that she's Lex's kid, then is that supposed to mean that this dude and Hammond were a thing or something like that? And so I'm trying to piece this together, totally missing a generation in my math, but math has nothing to do with this movie anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then finally they reveal, of course, he's a clone, which again, kind of showcases the technology and what they've been scratching at with this type of technology all along. I actually found that once she was a clone, I cared about her much less. Like all of a sudden when they said she was a clone, like I was worried about her going through as kind of this scared child and she's all alone and her grandfather's dad was like, I was feeling for her. And then when she find out she's a clone, I'm like, oh, well, she's not really even like a person. Well, then like, the, the entire movie just, just the whole point the movie is trying to hammer into your head is that these dinosaurs are real was completely lost on you. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, like it really killed that argument at the end of it because I was like, yeah, but like. Emotion. And I don't know, maybe that, maybe I'm an evil person, Bell. I, I like it really made me kind of question myself afterwards. I was like, why did I stop caring about her once I found out she was a clone? Like I wasn't rooting for her to die, don't get me wrong. But like my my concern for her drastically dropped when I found out that she was a clone. I and, and no, I, I had the opposite effect. I thought that was the more interesting thing. I was like, you, you you can clone people and you chose to make dinosaurs. Again, it's the whole, you know, Sauron Savage Land scenario. Yes, exactly. Uh well, and, and also there's a moral aspect to it as well, right? Like, like, you know, like how, how deep into the God playing do we want to play? <laughs> you know? I mean, I suppose. And I mean, okay. So you're not watching Westworld this season, right? No, I, I, I've saw the first episode of the first season. I liked it and I just never got around to finishing it. Okay. Well, it's, it's difficult for me to talk about, but, but, and so I won't spoil anything, but suffice to say with, with the dude, uh, uh, you know, with, with the new guy, Eckhart or whatever his name is, I almost felt like they were taking things in somewhat of a Westworld scenario with him. Like, you know, there's in, in Westworld, which of course was also by uh, Michael Crichton and was created as a a, kind of a precursor to what Jurassic world would become. I'm sorry, Jurassic park would become the idea in the new series is that the, the Westworld was created by these two dudes and one of them you really know about. And the other one was kind of behind the scenes and really kind of had more of uh, kind of an emotional take, um, a different philosophy on their creation than, you know, the guy that would go on to really own it and be known for it. And so I kind of saw them maybe drawing some inspiration from Westworld for that, cre- the creation of Eckhart. I did not like his character. I thought that it, he seemed insanely forced because we'd never seen him before giving him the cane. 
I, I see what you're trying to do with that, but it did not have the same effect. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't just give this dude a cane and tell me that he built this with John Hammond and, and I'm going to go along with you. You need to give me some context here and you need to do some major retconning instead of just slapping this together. For well, me personally. I, yeah. I mean, the whole movie was slapped together. All the, all the, all the characters just like yes. the, the, the main bad guy, the young guy who was in charge of the old guy's estate. Uh, like yeah. where, where was he? You know, he was just made up for the plot and the old guy was made up for the plot and uh, the estate was made up for the plot. And, uh, you know, it's a I bad mean, story, it's a bad story. It's, a, it's he, a bad. Yeah. And here's the thing. I would like to make the argument to you, Bell, and to you, dear listener, that this is actually not a bad story. Despite what I just said, I think it's a bad Jurassic Park world, Jurassic story. I think it's actually a potentially really good story. I think we may have just seen what should have been the live action Pokemon movie. And I think that if we <laughs> hear me out on this, hear me out. I, I, it hit me somewhere around the you know blue use uh, quick attack on you know Indo Gold, like somewhere around that aspect. I thought, you know what, this should be a Pokemon movie because if there was like this idea that like, oh, we got to get these Pokemon off of these islands because the island's blowing up, but in the process, Team Rocket captures all these Pokemon and then takes them to this like light, you know, this auction, and in the process, they also reveal they've been working on this mutant clone Pokemon, aka Mewtwo, and so in the process, they have to go in and they can, you know, at you know Red or Ash or whoever it's going to be has his Charizard, you know, Reed Blue, going in and saving the day as as they're fighting their way through this Pokemon Rot Team Rocket mansion, trying to get out there and uh and you can even have the clone you know the girl that you find out is actually a ditto like a you know a, a ditto by the way being a, a shape-shifting pokemon this entire time because both ditto and mewtwo were created in the pursuit of creating the uh, a clone of mew so i think there's like this this actually could be a really awesome live action pokemon movie but it makes for a really terrible jurassic movie yeah i i, I honestly i had the uh this the same thought I, except for mine wasn't pokemon related I, I was thinking like it'd be so much better if these were just creatures that they had engineered that uh you know some kind of like science experiment sort of, like the, the island of dr moreau kind of thing where it's like you know the the crazy scientists created these these animals or these creatures and like it's this like ethical quandary about like whether or not they they have rights because they're manufactured and uh you know all these different different kinds of things uh, i didn't go the pokemon route but i, I kind of like that but I, I was thinking it'd be so much better if these weren't dinosaurs it'd be better if they were <laughs> something else i mean but like legitimately that would that would be a really solid live action pokemon movie right yeah yeah i think so i mean i don't I don't Pokemon. Well, I guess Mewtwo could talk. So yeah, Mewtwo could talk and he could even like, you know, you know, do the, you know, read into their minds and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's a lot of things you could play around with it. So anyway, there's that. Here's the other thing. The other observation I want to make. I really dig the concept uh, of Jurassic world, right? Of the dinosaurs going out into the ecosystem. But Bell, as you already pointed out, their math doesn't add up because when it's all said and done, it's like maybe 20, uh, tops dinosaurs that got out, most of which are flying solo. So it's not like they're about to get down. There's no, you know, breeding that's going on from that standpoint. Um, and even, even if you kind of come at me with the, you know, life finds a way, well, if you go back to that original argument, it's the idea was that the dinosaurs were changing, uh, sexes in order to mate with each other. So yeah. it's not that they were actually literally producing on their own. They were changing sex in order to, to mate with each other. So from that standpoint, it, life, is going to have a really difficult time finding a way. I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. These dinosaurs are magical because apparently you can take T-Rex blood and transfuse it with a raptor and it's going to be fine. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, I, 
I was. I, I can't even give you my blood unless we have the same blood <laughs> antigens, and we're the same species. But see, the blood was more symbolic of the fact that the T Rex was kind of the the big hero, and I know you hate when I say that, but the 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 kind of hero of the original franchise and now in the sequel franchise blues kind of the new heroes so it's kind of the passing of the torch the oh, spirit God, of the you vomit my mouth <laughs> so and like and like the, the whole the whole like when the brontosaurus was on the dock and it did the whole like jurassic that i was like Bell, Come. Bell, you are dead inside that didn't hit you no, because like you're, it's it's they're they're trying to make you feel magical and then feel sad. It's a cheap trick. It's a cheap trick, is all that was. It's so sad. The dino did. It's he not the sad. Art. It's a cheap trick. Where oh, it's man. just it's just Deus Ex make you feel badicus <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> oh man, yeah that that's 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 great. No man, that, that that's what so they're sad. trying to do. Yes, they're trying to make you yeah. feel sad. Oh, remember he's back yeah. up on his hind legs. And remember, remember how awesome Jurassic Park was. Remember this dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Well, he's dead now. How do you feel now? <laughs> you know, that's that's what they're doing. And it's just stupid. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's what they tried to do. But for me, I, I feel like they succeeded in that because it, it got me in the feels, man. For as much as I really did not like this movie, I uh, I I. I, I I'd be lying if I said that moment didn't resonate with me and Ugh. the cool moments at the end again. So kind of getting back to this, right? The, the, you know, the T-Rex roaring at the lion and just kind of what's being communicated there is an exciting premise that is being set up. However, they don't really sell it. Here's where I think they should have gone with this movie. I'm going to, I'm going to freaking uh, rose colored retrospect my way through this real quick. I'm gonna propose <laughs> Go a new for it. New. I dig the idea that that have been kind of mentioned already. Uh, you know, the the volcano going off. We got to get these these dinosaurs off the island. Fine, but let's do this. Let's let's go. Let's actually have a plan to get the dinosaurs off the island. Let's actually uh, say that you know, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, we've actually got a new place to relocate them. We load them up, and not just these dinosaurs. We're getting all the dinosaurs. We're getting the dinosaurs from Isla Nublar. We're getting you know site A, site B. We're getting them both, and we've got this massive Noah's Ark of dinosaurs or maybe even a fleet of dinosaurs on boats and i'm tired of these mother anyway so (laughs) here's what ends up happening while this happens they come across pirates yes pirates and no i don't mean like the blackbeard i mean modern day pirates yo we're come to steal your dinosaurs (laughs) exactly they come in with the exact same philosophy that these dudes had with like oh we're going to capture these dinosaurs they're you know uh, the most endangered species on the planet we're going to make a killing and everything else and then you can still have all the extreme you know tension of this closed in space with all these dinosaurs well what's going to end up happening dinosaurs they can't control contain the power that they've created they're they've in this instance stolen the dinosaurs are going to crash the dinosaurs are going to get out into the rest of the world but it's not going to be just a few dinosaurs it's going to be like literally all of them and there yeah you know there there you go now welcome to jurassic world and it actually is jurassic world and so you can accomplish a lot of the exact same things but yeah that needed to happen yeah, I don't know. I oh man, I just think uh, that you know, it's just they they just shouldn't they shouldn't have ever made Jurassic World. They they shouldn't have made this movie. They shouldn't have made Jurassic Park two for that matter. I like Jurassic Park two up until the whole King Kong like where they deviate from the book ridiculously. Because uh, I mean, they, like, that's the thing is like all of these principles in this in this movie have been done before. Like they they were done in Jurassic Park two. Like, let's, you know, kidnap the T-Rex and bring him in and put him in a zoo on the mainland. And like, they've just done these things. It's just, yeah, 
it's just old and and it's they're trying to to put this you know nostalgic new thing on it to make you feel good and happy and you know all that kind of stuff and it just i don't know it just doesn't work on me i guess yeah bitter old man bell now i I, I guess what they did in the past is they flirted with the idea that this movie promises to actually cash in on which is you know you mentioned the um you know the pterodactyls or the um i forget the what was the name of the dinosaur that was actually flying out uh i thought they were pterodactyls Maybe they were, but so you mentioned those, those, you know, actually flying out at the end of Jurassic park three and, you know, the fact that they were kind of uh, let loose during Jurassic world as well. So the idea that giraffe, you know, that dinosaurs have to some extent been out there is not a foreign concept that actually, you know, has been teased in the past. Even the T-Rex coming to San Francisco was kind of a setup for, Oh no, what would happen if we had to deal with this? But then it's all very light. This movie, especially with the way that everything's cut together at the very end, is like, well, it's not going to be light. It's going to be massive. And it's going to have this massive impact on, you know, we're going to live in the dinosaur apocalypse because we don't know how to handle this in the future. Um, And so, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that they're just trying to capture what they did before. I think they're trying to, like, make good on the promise that they never did before, which is take it to its full end conclusion. Um, Even, like you say, the, the concept of the clone girl and human experimentation is something that this Jurassic franchise has been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And, you know, who knows whether or not they'll talk about that in future movies or not, but they actually did it. They actually cloned something other than just a dinosaur. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a frustrating film to watch. Yeah. In my opinion, no, but like, I, I, I guess, I guess what it is, like there's this whole promise of the whole Jurassic world thing. It, it's not, I don't think that's the logical conclusion of how that happens. I think the logical conclusion of how that happens is like people go to jail and the animals die. Uh, Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem. Oh, with with the current setup. Yeah. I I mean, like you you don't have, you have, you have a very small Island with a very small population of animals and you take an even smaller subset of those animals off the Island uh, and they, they can't breed and they only have one of each of them. Yeah. So no, you're, you're exactly right. The math doesn't add up. Yeah, it's just if that's if that's what they're like, I, I didn't feel like that was what they were building up to. Uh, oh, I didn't feel like that's what they were building up to. But at the very end, that's what they're saying. Like, th- that's what they're saying at the end is like, we we did this. We're here. And what I'm arguing is y- y- you didn't, though. Like, we see your math. We, we yeah. know that three plus three doesn't equal 12. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think what I, I think what Ian Malcolm, his point that he's trying to get across is that genetic technology in and of itself is oh, this sure. is, is this is this dangerous thing much like the atom bomb but that's not what they that's what what he said what his character said and what the point his character was trying to get across was not conveyed in the movie in the movie it was like there's four dinosaurs in this giant continent now oh no you know like it, it's just yeah they, they, they missed the point that they tried to set up in their own movie i agree i agree wholeheartedly all right bell where do you put this one uh like out of five yeah out of five a zero Oh man! Like that, I, you know, honestly, I, I didn't even see seventy five percent of the movie because my eyes have rolled so far back in my head. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I still had a pretty enjoyable time when it was all said and done. I think the the problem overall is just with the caretaking of the franchise and you know just just bad writing, bad decisions. You're gonna point the gun at him, even though that's supposed to make the Indominus Raptor like attack and never stop, and yet it stops. I, you know, all right, whatever. Yeah, there's so, there's so much stuff to nitpick. It's just ridiculous. But you know, my clone girl just killed a bunch of people by pressing the like button. We didn't even talk about that. But like the button itself, like that moment of her pressing the button. Oh, but she's a clone, bo. She's not human. 
Now I get it. So like the dinosaurs are her siblings and everything else and yada, yada, yada. But, but no, like, no. If anything, it should have been blue. Blue should have opened the door. That's what Raptors do in this franchise. They, they open, open doors. doors. <laughs> but, but it would have saved the movie, but it would have been a good, like that would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just say this. And I, and I'm, I'm stealing this from my buddy, Austin, who I went to go see this movie with, uh, the, the tagline for this movie, fallen kingdom, I think is in reference to, uh, the fallen, the disgraceful way that they've handled the movies ever since the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> the fallen franchise. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to give it a zero. Uh, cause like I said, I did enjoy it. Um, but I'd probably give it a two. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably get it. Give it a two. It is subpar, but it's not like as bad as Jurassic Park three. Cause that's where I. That, oh that's no, it is worse than Jurassic Park three for me. I no worse. I I you I I can't go with you on that one. And we're not having a uh, panel to screen Civil War Part two over this, <laughs> but we do hope that you. Uh, <laughs> enjoyed our discussion on it we'd love to hear what your thoughts are you know you can head over to facebook.com slash panel to screen to share your thoughts and also check out spoiler free woo views can i get a woo 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 I'll give him a shout out when you're over there. He's been holding it down at the Facebook page, keeping you all up to date. Big shout out to Flash TV Talk, the RSS feed in which this podcast that you are currently listening to is being hosted. Uh, if you listen to this podcast or if you watch the CW's Flash, uh, you should check out the rest of the stuff that's here. And if you don't like the Flash, but you like us, who knows? You might enjoy the podcast anyway. Probably not. We talk a lot of Flash. That's our goal with that show. Uh, also, you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York on Twitter. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. Uh, you can also, uh, oh, I spell my name B E A U. He spells his name B E A L L. We make it complicated because that's the way our parents made us. Uh, a couple other podcasts. Going to give a shout out to Star Wars TV Talk, which is live now on wherever you get podcast players. Wakanda Podcast. Rather, Once Upon a Time in Wakanda Season 2 is going on right now. I'm on that show. Check that out. Uh, Bell, uh, Legends, I'm sure, is on, of course, hiatus. But uh, are you? Are, oh, yeah. Le- Legends. Like, I'm excited for it. Like, that's the thing. If you're going to go like whole hog ridiculous, at least embrace it. Like that's that's why Legends is so much better than like you know any of this ridiculous movie that we just watched. It's because <laughs> they, they understand how ridiculous the premise is, but they well, maybe, go with it. Maybe Jurassic World three will be um, you know that that'll be something ridiculous and they'll know it. But uh, yeah. one way or the other, you can tell, catch Bell and Legends TV talk as well. That's going to do it for us for this week. So for me, for Bell, for Bell's mom. Hi, mom. Something has survived. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.